Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to talk about El Shaddai this morning. <laughs> I heard the word El Shaddai. I don't know. I was listening to somebody preach, and I heard it. It's like he just just said it, but he didn't say anything about it that I remember. I just knew that when he said it, I felt it in my spirit. And it's like something began to stir. I want to know El Shaddai. I want to know him. And then we were watching. It may have been the same person preaching. And he said that God told him this was the year of El Shaddai. Hallelujah. So I want to know him. I want to know El Shaddai. El Shaddai is one of the names of God. El Shaddai means the God of more than enough. It means the God of overflow. The God of superabundance. Not just abundance. <laughs> superabundance. I want to know him. Hallelujah. So we're going to take a little trip. We're going to take a journey from Genesis all the way to the end of Revelation this morning. And I'm going to show you El Shaddai in operation. And when I say from, the, from Genesis to Revelation, I'm talking the first verse in Genesis to the last word in Revelation. Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God. That's enough. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, El Shaddai showed up. In the beginning, El Shaddai spoke and everything came into being. In the beginning, he said, let there be, and there was. El Shaddai. He manifested himself through creation. Genesis 1, 28. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion. 
He said, be. That's not a suggestion. That's actually a command. He says, do this. He says, be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish the earth. Subdue it and have dominion. He really didn't give us an option there. He said, do this. That's El Shaddai showing up. That's the God of abundance showing up. That's the God of more than enough showing up. That's the God of overflow showing up. He told man to manifest himself. To manifest El Shaddai. Manifest El Shaddai and being fruitful. Manifest El Shaddai and multiplying. Manifest El Shaddai in subduing the earth. And manifest El Shaddai in having dominion. You know the reason the earth is in the mess it is right now? It's because the believers have not manifested El Shaddai. It's our job to take over. It's our job to take over. Hallelujah. It's our job to take over. Exodus chapter 3, verse 2. It says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him, this is Moses, in a flame of fire, and out of the midst of the bush he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. And then verse 14 and God said unto Moses, I am that I am. He just told Moses right there, I'm everything you need. I'm more than you need. I am more than sufficient for you. I am more than what you need to accomplish the task. Hallelujah. He says, I'm more than enough. Can you imagine one man being told to go stand before Pharaoh and say, my God said, tell you to let my people go. The king of the Egyptians in Moses has got to go stand before him. But he did it because El Shaddai said to him. He did it because El Shaddai backed him up. He did it because El Shaddai had everything in line. He was fully equipped for what he was called to do. Deuteronomy 28. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 28. 
we read this, we start in verse 1. It says, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, and observe and do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. That right there, he says, above all nations of the earth. You can go right back to Genesis where it says, be fruitful, multiply, and take over and subdue and have dominion. That's what he's saying again right there. I will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. When a blessing overtakes you, that sounds like it's more than enough. It sounds like it's super abundant. That sounds like there's some overflow going on. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou come in and when thou go out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command his blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thy hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. And the Lord shall establish thee in holy people unto himself, as he has sworn unto thee, if thou keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. And all people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. God wants to pour out upon us who he is to the point that nations fear us. That nations fear the people of God. He did it with Isaac. Told Isaac during the famine to go into the land of the Philistines. He went there and says, so in this land, When there was a famine, Isaac sowed in that land, reaped a hundredfold. He kept multiplying to the point the Philistines actually came and said, we would like for you to leave. We don't want you in our land anymore. Because of the blessings of God upon his life, El Shaddai was showing up in him. He said, we don't want you here. You've become a threat to us. You could take us over. That's what they were afraid of. Hallelujah. That's who I want to know this year is El Shaddai. Let's go to Joshua chapter 5, verse 13.
Joshua 5, 13. It says, And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, this is when Joshua was going to take Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And the man that was standing against him said, Neither one. I'm not for you or against you. Why would he tell Joshua that? Joshua was doing what God said. This angel of the Lord said, I'm not for you or against you. Because he could only be in alignment with what God said. If Joshua was in alignment with God, he was for him. If Joshua decided to step out of alignment with God and do things his own way, he was not for him anymore. He couldn't commit to that. So the real question is, are we for him? Are we lined up with him? Are we lined up with El Shaddai? See, we go on and read the rest of the story. Joshua wasn't, came into alignment with God. Joshua followed God's instructions when it come to the city of Jericho. El Shaddai showed up. El Shaddai showed up and pushed the city walls into the ground. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, this city had walls that was wide enough they actually had chariot races on top of them. That's a pretty wide wall. But God, but God. See, they've done excavations. They've actually found the city of Jericho. And the walls are not destroyed. The walls are pushed into the ground. El Shaddai showed up. El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough, showed up. El Shaddai showed up with the host of heaven and shoved the walls of Jericho into the ground. When El Shaddai shows up, things change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why I want to know him. <laughs> I want to know him. First Samuel 17, verse 34. This is the story of David and Goliath. We always talk about Goliath, but we're going to talk and hit something else. And David said unto Saul, thy servant, thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered him out of his mouth and when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. We read through that, but let's break that down a little bit. David didn't have a forty-four magnum. 
David had a staff and a sling. But that's not all he had. He had El Shaddai. David went after a lion and a bear with a stick and a rock. Hmm. Let me break this down. The average weight of a lion, because I looked it up, they say the average weight of a lion is between 385 pounds and 550 pounds. That's a pretty good-sized critter. The average length is 11 feet from nose to tail. 11 feet. I'll give you all some perspective. You see that little line on the wall right there? Above that is a full sheet of paneling, which is 8 feet long. Below that is about another 3 feet, maybe. That's the length of a lion. That's what David faced with a stick and a rock and El Shaddai. They say a lion stands about three feet tall across the back, three feet plus. We're talking about a kitty cat like this. I don't know about y'all, but we got a we got a little cat. She's not very big. I don't want her to go wild on me. She's got claws on all four feet and teeth. So did this one. But that's how big he was. But let's look right here. Verse 35. It says, And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth, and when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard. He was up close to that lion. <laughs> he was up close to that lion. He caught him by his beard. Hmm. El Shaddai was on the scene. The God of more than enough. The God of more than enough strength. The God of more than enough ability. The God of more than enough power. I, God's going to have to speak awful loud before I go grab a lion by his beard. I don't care if he's in the zoo. Somebody's pet. This one was a wild one. Caught him by his beard and slew him. El Shaddai. You know, just think about it. That's a lot of teeth and claws to deal with. That's why when it comes to Goliath, David could say, who is this? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? El Shaddai done showed up for him. Goliath didn't. Glass didn't mean nothing to, to David. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, we read these stories, 
David was a real man, just like we are. He was a real person. This is not just fairy tales. It doesn't just sound good. It's not like Superman. This is reality. Second Chronicles 16, verse 9. It says, The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of those of them whose heart is perfect toward him. God is looking for someone to show himself strong in. God is looking for someone to say, let me show, let me show, let me de demonstrate El Shaddai through you. It says he's looking through the world. He's looking through CrossFit for someone to show himself strong in. He's looking down your street. Let's bring it home. He's looking down your street. He's looking in your house. He's going down your street, and he gets to your house, and he looks and says, is there someone in there I can show myself strong through? He's looking for someone. He's looking for someone that he can show El Shaddai through. He's looking for someone that he can show his mighty power, that he can show that he is God and God alone. He is looking for someone. Are you going to be that one? I'll throw that question out there. Are you going to be that one? Is there someone in this house that God's going to show himself strong in? Hallelujah. The Bible tells us God is not a respecter of persons. He does not care about your family tree. Matter of fact, your family tree was cut down and burnt when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That family tree ended. And you started a new one. He doesn't care about your education. He doesn't care how tall you are or how small you are. He don't care if you're a man. He don't care if you're a woman. He don't care if you're 90 and he don't care if you're just big enough to get words out of your mouth. He wants to show El Shaddai through you. say it again he's not a respecter of persons anytime we come up with an excuse anytime we come up with an excuse it goes against that word right there for him to say I'm not a respecter of persons but we when we come up with an excuse as to why he can't use me we just defied the word hallelujah My problem is bigger than the word. My problem is not bigger than El Shaddai.
Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. It says, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. When we tithe, El Shaddai shows up. When we tithe, El Shaddai gets involved in our finances. When we tithe, El Shaddai gets involved in our finances. Hallelujah. He gets involved. He said, prove him right there in that scripture. Prove me. In other words, he's willing to put his name on the line. God's willing to put his name on the line. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. It says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. When Jesus showed up, God showed up. When Jesus was born, God showed up on the scene. When Jesus was born, El Shaddai showed up. There's a scripture that says, if God be for us, who can be against us? If El Shaddai shows up, who can be against me? If El Shaddai, when El Shaddai shows up, poverty can't stand against me. When El Shaddai shows up, sickness can't stand. Addictions can't stand. When El Shaddai shows up. Hallelujah. When El Shaddai shows up, my warped mind can't stand. I say warped because any way of thinking that's outside of God is twisted. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give you praise, Jesus. Give you praise, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to go out of here on the limb. <laughs> Talking about the mind. No matter how good a person seems to be, no matter how moral they are, if their voice, if their words are not led by the Holy Spirit, and I don't care what they're talking about, they are twisted just a little bit. Some folks' are t words are twisted real bad. But the only real truth comes from the mouth of God. 
Anything else has got a little bit of a, it's off a little bit. Because the only real truth is from the mouth of God. I'll explain just a little bit, if I can, what I mean. Most of the time when we say something, if it's not from God, there is a little bit of an ulterior motive behind it. Something we're trying to get to happen. Hallelujah. Give you praise, Jesus. Let's go to Matthew 14, verse 13. It says, when Jesus heard of it, they departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. And when the people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the cities. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them and healed their sick. And when it was evening, the disciples came to him saying, this is a desert place. This is a desert place. In other words, there's nothing there. And the time is now past. Send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals or food. And Jesus said unto them, They need not depart. Give ye them to eat. And they said unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and two fish. Looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the, his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled, and they took up from the fragments that remained twelve baskets full. And they that had eaten were about five thousand men, besides women and children. The scholars tell us that have looked into this that they estimate there were 15,000 people there. 15,000. That's roughly three times the amount of people in CrossFit. I think what we got, we got 5,000 people, just over 5,000. Three times the people in CrossFit. And Jesus has got three loaves, not big loaves. This is a little boy's lunch. Three loaves and two fish. And he says, tell them all to sit down. We're fixing to feed them. We're fixing to feed them. El Shaddai showed up. probably right in other words the little boy's going to have him some fish sandwich what he's going to have but just to get a perspective on how big that miracle actually was I've done the 
I'm not a mathematician, but I've done a little calculating on that. Done a little deciphering. One person could eat a fish sandwich three times a day for 13.6 years. That's how big that miracle was. Jesus multiplied it to the point you could eat fish and eat a fish sandwich three times a day for 13.6 years. I think that's El Shaddai showed up. El Shaddai showed up. Hallelujah. El Shaddai showed up. And he showed out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Remember, God is not a respecter of persons. God is not a respecter of persons. You know, that miracle still happens today. I've heard testimonies. I can't say it's happened for me yet, but I've heard testimonies. I think it was David Hogan. They were feeding people. They didn't have enough in their pot. They kept dipping out and serving, dipping out and serving, dipping out and serving until everyone was fed. El Shaddai still shows up today. Hallelujah. Matthew 14, 28. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And Jesus said, come. Peter stepped out on a word. Peter stepped out on El Shaddai. Any of y'all ever tried walking on the water? Been down on the riverbank. And your foot still go to the bottom. It's like, well, let's, let's just try it. <laughs> Peter stepped out on the boat in the middle of a storm. He stepped out in the middle of a storm. It was not calm and glassy. There were waves. It says he looked at the waves and he began to sink. El Shaddai showed up when he stepped out. See, when El Shaddai shows up, the natural laws are overrode with the supernatural laws. Supernatural is above natural. Supernatural is when the, God puts the super into the natural. Hallelujah. El Shaddai. He still shows up. And he still brings the super part to our natural circumstance. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Mark chapter 10, verse 45. It says, For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus didn't come to be ministered to. He came to reveal El Shaddai. That's what he came for. He came to reveal El Shaddai to the world. Jesus messed up a good funeral. More than once, yes. Jesus messed up a good funeral. Walking through town and they're having a funeral procession. Jesus says, oh, oh, stop. Young man, get up. He got up. El Shaddai showed up. El Shaddai showed up when he's... I've heard it said that when Lazarus was raised from the dead... That it was a good thing Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. Instead of just rolling the stone away and saying, come forth, because everybody around there would have come out of their tomb. He spoke to Lazarus to come forth. El Shaddai showed up. There's a little girl that, that died. Sent word to Jesus before he got to the house until it says there's no need for him to come. She's already passed away. She's already died. Jesus, I'm going anyway. Went anyway and they laughed at him. Walked in and told her to get up. She got up. El Shaddai showed up. The God of more than enough. The God. The God of overflow. Hallelujah. Mark 16, 17. Mark chapter 16, verse 17. Let's go up to verse 15. And Jesus said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth is baptized, and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, and they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. El Shaddai shows up. When you preach God's word, El Shaddai shows up. Hallelujah. Verse 20. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming his word with signs following. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
I pray for people. I lay hands on people. Some people get healed. Some don't. I don't have an answer to that part. But I know the Word says what the Word says. I know what the Word says. The Word says, do this and I'll show up. If I don't do this, he's definitely not going to show up. So we have to be willing to step out there and do it. We have to be willing to step out there and do it because the word says to. Hallelujah. Let's look at Luke 4, 18. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Hallelujah. When El Shaddai shows up, you don't have to be poor anymore. When El Shaddai shows up, a broken heart is healed. When El Shaddai shows up, deliverance comes. Whatever has had you bound has to leave. Hallelujah. When El Shaddai shows up, you can see. You can see in the natural. You can see in the spirit. When El Shaddai shows up, the bruised are healed. El Shaddai shows up. Hallelujah. That's why it's called the good news. <laughs> it's called the good news because El Shaddai shows up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Luke 6, 38. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. That sounds like when I give, El Shaddai is going to show up. Happened today. When I give, El Shaddai shows up. When I give, when I am led by God to give and do what he says, El Shaddai shows up on my behalf. Hallelujah. John 4, 14. John chapter 4, verse 14. Jesus talking to the to the Samar to that woman of Samaria. He says, "But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life." We have El Shaddai living in us. He lives right here.
He lives right here. He lives in me. El Shaddai lives in me. El Shaddai lives in you. You got to say it about yourself. He lives in me. El Shaddai lives in me. What does it mean that he lives in me? It means everything I need is in here. Everything I need, every answer I need is in me. Because El Shaddai lives in there. John 7, 38. It says, He that believes on me, as the scriptures have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. El Shaddai lives in me. The river of living water lives in me. And it flows out. And it flows out to bring life to where I'm at. You are a walking oasis. <laughs> you are a walking oasis. When you walk into a dead place, life just walked in. Hallelujah. Sometimes we, we walk into places and we think, well, I need to get out of here. Because there's so much, so much evil, so much of the world being manifested in here. Jesus never run. Never. He walked in and an oasis walked in. He walked in and El Shaddai showed up. He walked in the atmosphere changed because he showed up. That's what we have inside of us. We have El Shaddai living in here. Hallelujah. We have El Shaddai. John chapter 10, verse 10 says, The thief comes to not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. More abundantly. Actually, you look it up, it means super abundance. <laughs> That's where God, God attaches his super in there to, to your abundance. And it becomes super abundance. It becomes more than enough. It becomes enough for you and somebody else. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We've got to get it in us. We've got to get the revelation that El Shaddai lives in me. He lives in me. John 14, 6. Jesus said, I am the way, 
I am the truth and I am the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Read it like this. I am El Shaddai, the way. I am El Shaddai, the truth. I am El Shaddai, the life. There is no limit on me. There is no limit on me. There is no limit on my way. There's no limit on my truth. There's no limit on my life. You know, God is extravagant. You know, people think, well, we're supposed to be like him. God is extravagant. You know, we can get into the mindset that, well, I, do, I really don't need any more than what I have. I like to watch shows sometimes on, the, on space and all of that. We're a speck. God didn't create those farthest galaxies for me. They don't serve any purpose to me. God did it because he wanted to. Because he's more than enough. Because he's El Shaddai. <laughs> for this planet to actually stay where it is, we probably don't need anything but the sun and the moon. The rest of the stars, they could just, they're not necessary. But God chose to create all of that because of who he is. Because he is El Shaddai. He is El Shaddai. Let's go to Acts chapter 2. We're working our way toward Revelation. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. It says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Holy Ghost is more than enough. But we have to be in agreement with God. He's more than enough. We have to be in one accord. We have to come into agreement with what God says. We have to agree with what God says. We have to agree with what God says. That the Holy Ghost is enough. Hallelujah. See, when it says that they're all in one accord, it's not talking about a car. It means agreement with God. You know, for them to all be in 
if it was a car, they would definitely have to be all be in agreement to get in it. But we have to be sold out to the word that God speaks, like Peter stepping out on the water. He was sold out. When God told him to come, he committed himself to come. He stepped out of the boat. I don't know if they had life jackets back then or not, but all the pictures you see, they didn't. He didn't have a safety net. He didn't have a, they didn't tie a line around his waist and tie, hang on to him just in case. He fully committed and stepped out. He came into full agreement with the word of God. Hallelujah. See, when they came into agreement with the Holy Ghost, there were 3,000 people that got saved. Hallelujah. El Shaddai showed up. Acts chapter 20, verse 35. This is something we've been hitting here lately. As I have showed you all things and how, how that so laboring you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. You want El Shaddai to show up? Give. And that is talking about of your finances, but it's not only your finances. You want El Shaddai to show up? Be willing to step out and lay hands on somebody. Even if they don't get healed. Because that happens. But I'll do it again. And if they don't get healed, I'll do it again. If they don't get healed, I'll do it again. Because the word says so. That's what you step out on. When we go past ourselves, that's when El Shaddai shows up. Hallelujah. Let's go to. We'll go to Revelation chapter 1, verse 11. Hallelujah. God said, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. God said, I am Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning. I am the end. I have the first word. I have the last word. God spoke first, and he'll speak last. Hallelujah. God will have the last say. Let's go to Revelation, the very end. Revelations 22. 
21. It says, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. The grace, the ability, the El Shaddai of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Amen actually means so be it. This is the way it is. El Shaddai be with you. So be it. El Shaddai be with you. So be it. That's how it is. He is with you. Hallelujah. See, God is El Shaddai. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. God answers to no one. God answers to no one. Let's go to 1 John. We're going to back up to 1 John. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. It says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he. 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 <laughs> Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he. Greater is he that is in you. <laughs> Come on. Greater is he that is in you. Greater is he that is in me. Say it about yourself. Greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that's in you, Lenan. Greater is he that's in you. Greater is he that's in you, Benny. Come here, Benny. Come here, Brother Allen. Greater is he, Benny. It may not seem like it. Sometimes it don't seem like it. But the word is the truth. The word is the truth. What you see is not the truth. If it doesn't line up with what the word says, it's not the truth. That's, that's, that's a hard concept. But if what we see doesn't line up with what the word said, what we're looking at is not the truth. It may be a fact. But a fact and the truth are not the same thing. Not in the realm of the Spirit. So when he says, greater is he that's in you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> greater is he that's in you, Benny. Say it again. Greater, greater, is, he greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Greater is he that's in you than your circumstances. Greater is he that's in you. 
in the name of Jesus. Let this revelation get in him, God. That's what you declare, Benny, when you get up. You get that scripture. John, 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, I think it is. You get that and you start declaring that every morning when you get up. Greater is he that's in me. And I'm not talking about one or two times. I'm talking about until you feel it. <laughs> Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Anybody else? Greater is he that's in you. Greater is he that's in you. Now come here. Greater is he that's in you. <laughs> greater greater is he greater is he greater is he that's in you that's in you than he that's in the world greater is he that's in you Greater is he that's in you than anything that's spoken against you. Things spoken against you. Greater is he. Greater is he. Oh, greater is he than anything that's spoken against you. Yes. In the name of Jesus. See, we need to put that word in our mouth. We need to put that word in our mouth. It's easy to say, yes, I believe that. Wait till the circumstance hits. Wait till the circumstance hits. It's like whacking your, nut, your thumb with a hammer. What comes out when the circumstance hits, that's when we find out what's really what's really in there that's when you find out that's when you find out when the circumstance hits that's when you find out whether greater is he that's in me is that what comes out <laughs> if not we got some work to do greater is he that's in you greater is he Greater is he that's in you. Yes, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And the world is our circumstances. That's what it's talking about. Let's talk about the devil trying to pull us out and that cause us problems. Greater is he that's in you, Chris. Look, look at me. Look at me. <laughs> look at me. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater. Greater is he that is in you. Greater is he that is in you than what's in your brother.
<laughs> Let's bring it home. Greater is he that's in you, that's in you, than anything in him. Than anything in him, than any rebellion, anything in him, greater is he that's in you. <laughs> yes, Jesus. It's in you. It's in you. Hallelujah. Greater is he. Hallelujah. We need to get that scripture. First John chapter four, verse four. I'm going to give you all homework. <laughs> homework. Get that scripture. And start using it. Start declaring it. Start saying it. Sometimes we, we say things and we don't feel it yet. But if you just keep saying it, you keep declaring it, you keep prophesying that word. The Bible says it tells us to call those things that are not as though they were even though he's not greater in me than he that's in the world if I say it enough it'll get down into me to where I actually believe it I believe it in my spirit it'll go past my head into my spirit and when it gets into your spirit then you'll know that you know that you know no matter what comes up, that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So your homework assignment, get that scripture. Say it. Every time you think about it, say it. And say it again and again and again and again. They say that it takes seven times of hearing something before you actually get it, and that's just in the natural. So hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are El Shaddai. You are God of more than enough. You are the God of overflow. You are the God of superabundance. And Lord, we're going after you this year. We want to know you. We want to know El Shaddai. Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed. In Jesus' name.